almost blurred. It's your girl Dove Cat. I'm your girl Dove Cat. Dove Cat. Almost blurred. So it's your boy JB. JB. Almost blurred. And this is Almost Blurred. Hi. You have reached Hi. the Almost Blurred podcast. I just want to go on record for the first and probably last time because I'm sure Dove Cat would not allow me to do this going forward. I just want to say Angela Bassett did the thing. I'm really, I love I'm getting, it. I'm getting secondhand embarrassment. Okay. I love it. Like, I love it. I have, I have had that on my heart all week. Like I'll just be sitting down. And then Angela Bassett did the thing. And then Viola Davis, my woman king. You know, because she got to put on the crown. I felt so bad for that girl. <laughs> like, I felt awful. Because I was like, she probably really tried to pay homage mm-hmm. to these women. And it just fell flat. And she's like a musical theater. This is her, this is her lane. It probably would have worked for her had she did this to a song that people knew. Like if she had taken like an instrumental from a popular song and wrote this on top of that, I think it would have been received a little well, but it was like, not only was what she's saying something original, but it was on a beat that didn't, no one knew. It was just, we just have, it's like an artist going to an award show and performing a song that no one has ever heard. It's like, it's hard for people to engage. It's like, okay, great. We know you're talented, but we don't know this. Right. That was how I felt when I went to see Janet Jackson in concert. When she did Unbreakable, that's uh, tour, she went on tour without having released the album yet. But she was singing songs from the album that hadn't been released yet. And I'm sitting over here like, I am so glad I'm a stand and I have went and watched this tour like five times from recordings that people did in other cities. So I know these songs now. Because you're not about to embarrass me. But... I'm looking like, how do you expect people to engage with you to a song that they've never heard? Right. So, whole thing, but Angela Bassett did do the thing because she did end up winning. She has won a Golden Globe. She won a NAACP uh, award. And she is more than deserving of getting an award for the Academy Awards. And I am so glad. Who was it? It was Stronger Hat Goofy did that video where he responded to someone who was like, how is she? She shouldn't win because she wasn't even in the movie that long. And I was, as soon as I read that, I'm like, the first thing that came to mind to me was Viola Davis in Doubt. But see, in that movie, she was in there not even a full 10 minutes and got nominated one. and won for Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... She eight minutes tops and she won an award. It doesn't take long for someone to show you that they were the best damn person for that job. Right. I mean, the thing is, is that when people say stuff like that, it just really kind of shows their ignorance that they really, to me, I kind of feel like you can't say that because one, you really probably haven't watched a whole bunch of movies to say that because Mm -hmm. then you would know. Because when he pointed out Meryl Streep, I knew that she, you know, especially when she was in Devil Wears Prada or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that movie wasn't about her. Mm-hmm. It was about Anne Hathaway's character. So her being in it for, like, I guess all together, like, 15 minutes, because she was in it very brief and made a lasting impression. Everybody I mean, knew who she was. we still quote her. I quote her to this day. To this day. Oh, okay. To this day. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I always think when people say some slick shit like that, it's because they're anti-black. Because they and wouldn't then, have said it to anybody else. Or they no. could have said it to all of these other um, less than melanated people. Because had it been Meryl <laughs> Streep right now mm-hmm. on the block 
to get an Oscar for like the amount of minutes that Angela Bassett was on, they probably wouldn't have said a thing. I mean, look, Anne Hathaway and what was it? Les Mis? Mm-hmm. She was barely in there. Granted, she was good, but she was barely in there. If you're going to use that argument, use it to uh, for all these other people who have very small roles. And to me, the Meryl Street comparison is even worse of one because she won an Academy Award for Best Actress. Not supporting, where you would expect mm-hmm. that someone who's supporting wouldn't be in the film as much, but Best Actress. Angela Bass is being nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Why are you... Would you I mean, not saying that people, there are some supporting actors that, or, and actors that are in there for the full length of the film. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen people like that in Black Panther, but it's not uncommon. Why That's is it that you're trying to highlight this person, especially knowing she did such a damn good, I mean, her back was hurting. That's how, why she didn't make it out of the movie. Because <laughs> the back was hurting. She was carrying. She was carrying. So, yeah, over it, over it. But Welcome. Another episode of Almost Blurs. I am JB. The other voice you heard is Dove Cat. We're back. We are back. We are so, back. So, do I have advice for y'all? I do have advice. It might be a little bit serious, but it's advice nonetheless. Okay, serious advice. This goes out to everyone, but specifically Black people. Listen to your bodies. Mm. Go to the doctor. Period. Point blank. That's it. Period. Too, more often than not, especially black males, we're likely to just deal with things and expect that they're going to eventually go, just go roll over. We'll move past it. That's not how health works. If something is off. You know when something is off. Go to the doctor. Please and if you can, if you can find a doctor that will have the same level of concern about your health as they would someone else. Mm-hmm. I, for the first time, have a black doctor, mm. a black woman doctor, and I've never had the type of care that I have gotten from this woman ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going through, I went through some stuff last week, she called me at the beginning of the day and at the end of her day, every day. To make sure that everything was going well. And I've never had a doctor do that. And if she wasn't able to, she had her assistant call me just no. to check on me. I've never had that. And during the the visit, she even specifically talked about medications that have been found to be even more helpful for people of color. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't even know was a thing. It is. So it's like just small stuff like that. If you have something going on, go to the doctor. If your family has a history of something going on, you should be having reg- you should be having regular physicals anyway, but mm-hmm. definitely make sure you have them when you know that there could be something genetic that you might have inherited from your parents or your parents' parents that could increase the likelihood of you having something similar. So that's my advice. Get checked out, go to the doctor and find a doctor who cares as much about your health as they do everyone else they see. And I know that's a very specific thing to ask, but mm. we know if we use black women as an example, black women are not cared for in the way that white women are in hospitals. You, if you watch TV, if you watch New Amsterdam or anything out there, there has been an episode on some hospital show that highlights something like that. And that's not being pulled out of thin air. It's not. I mean, it's, it's something that a lot of black women can speak because they've experienced it, especially when it comes to pain. Mm-hmm. So 
just take care of yourself and make sure you go to a doctor that cares as much about you as they would anyone else. And that's all I got. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all, there is there is such thing and people don't really recognize it. That's why I know when people be like, when I talk about race, it is really woven into the fabric of our, the foundation of America and like society, mm-hmm. even current society. There is a medical bias against black and brown bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not even on somebody. They're purposely doing it. It's all in their education, how they learn. Like, I mean, for a long time, I think now it's starting to get debunked. But now, like, that black women don't experience pain the same way, they, same way that white women do. So when we hurt, they're not believing us when they're saying that we're hurt. So just even to just to piggyback off of what a JB said. So if you you feeling head hurt, anything, go get it checked out. If you have the means to definitely understand that. And also mm-hmm. go to the dentist. A lot yes. of cardiovascular problems can be linked to your mouth. So mm-hmm. do that. Yes. And even if it ain't something cardiovascular going on, we want to not smell your bad breath. That too. I'm, we, I'm not even going to jump straight into that deep health issues. You know when your breath stinks. There ain't no way that you, you can taste it. It is off. You know it's wrong. I've said that I will be around people and I will smell it. And I'm like, mm. So you went and you you shaved, you showered, you got on cologne, but somehow you're allergic to brushing your teeth. You're allergic to brushing your tongue and you're allergic to using any type of mouthwash. Oh, one thing I learned, I think it's either toothpaste or mouthwash. It actually can increase your blood pressure levels. I heard mouthwash can increase it. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. I learned it on TikTok watching videos for dentists. Did you know there's a routine that you should follow when brushing your teeth? Yeah, and it's completely opposite to the routine that most people have been doing yes. all of their lives. Because I think they said that they they said that when you brush your teeth and then you use mouthwash afterwards, it's actually removing a lot of the stuff that should be on your teeth from yes. brushing your teeth. But then I also it makes me think about when I go to the dentist. Maybe like they do it backwards too. But then, yeah, they do. But they, I also noticed that they, they kind of spray. You know, it's not like a hey. <laughs> I do. Okay, that sound effect that I did. Sorry. But <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And then the fact that like when I saw it on TikTok and they said something about it, like a dentist was like, Yes, that's right. I'm like, so why are y'all doing it the other way? I think that's hilarious. Just, like, I've changed the order of when I floss. Like it's yeah. I'm gonna start because I do mine out of whack. Usually what I do is I, I like I brush, then floss to get what mm-hmm. like whatever I didn't get, and then I um do mouthwash. Um, and then, then I do my tongue scraper, but I, I can't, I have to get a new tongue scraper. But now I'm going to, cause I heard it, you're supposed to do your mouthwash. If it doesn't have like fluoride in it, you do that first. Then you floss, mm-hmm. then you brush, then you scrape. So y'all don't look, st- tongue scrapers are re- like fairly inexpensive. Get you one. They are. They are. And that's a lot of where your bad breath is coming from. Either you your tongue, tongue or you have food stuck in and compacted in between your teeth. Either way, get that shit. So, with that said, icebreaker of cats. What is something that you have for us this week in icebreaker? So, per the usual, the icebreaker is anything that we have enjoyed from the internet this past week. And my friend, I have come across something that I thought was the cutest. I don't know. I've said it before to you. I don't think I've said it up here. But Mm -hmm. the kids show Bluey, I Mm -hmm. love that show okay i've seen so many adults like i watch it's for my child but i watch it and i enjoy it i have no clue what bluey is because i just assume blue's clue no no the the dog is blue 
and it is a dog, but no. That's where the, the comparisons, they kind of end. But no, it's an Australian show, which is probably why they probably lean into some other things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily lean to lean into here, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And because I, because I think the showrunners, and this is just my opinion, because they know that a lot of times kids, parents are watching this with their kids, that they throw in stuff that could be helpful for them. And this past week, they were, um, I just... I, I like when adults find the show who are fairly mm-hmm. young and don't have kids and watch it and and love it the way that I do. But it, I mean, it's really cute. In this particular clip they're talking about, there's one that they're talking about. Um, there's an episode where Bluey is interacting with other dogs and what they've, they've taken it a step further and they've kind of incorporated little little characteristics of the breed of the dog. So for example, on this particular episode, they there was a bulldog that a lot of people didn't want to rock with. And come to find out in real life, because bulldogs make a lot of noise and they have a short snout, sometimes when they walk up on other dogs, it kind of freak like kind of freaks them out a little bit. So mm-hmm. they kind of put those characteristics of that particular breed into the show as to why some of the other dogs didn't want to play with this particular bulldog. Even like the main like Bluey calling him a space invader. Like <laughs> It, it was so cute, but I love it. But they also do stuff like one particular episode that I saw that they were talking about infertility. Hmm. And they were like, this one, this Bluey's aunt or something, Bluey's aunt is like, she she wants to really have a baby and she can't. So she doesn't come around because she gets sad watching her sister interact with her kids. Like stuff like that. Or another aunt was dating somebody and she was babysitting the kids and the kids were asking questions and asking questions to her and asking questions to her new little boo. And like, it was cute. Like, Bluey was asking her, like, well, what happened to other such and such? And she was like, oh, we're, you know, you know, we're not together anymore or we're not friends anymore is basically what she said. And Bluey was just like, but I thought you said that he was your forever lover. Y'all were going to be forever, together forever and da 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 da. And oh, the new guy didn't know who this other dog was. So he was like, well, who is this though? <laughs> like just like stuff like that that they incorporate into it that I love that show. You should watch a couple episodes. They're only like I don't even think they're thirty minutes. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Um, I just never watched it, but I don't even know where to watch it. Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, I can watch it then. I you thought it was on be. some some mm-hmm. list that I would have to pay for or mm-hmm. like on like real cable because no, I don't no, do no. that. So it. okay, that's where that's where Caleb watches it, and they're Australian. And that's another reason why I love it because I have a thing for accents. Mm-hmm. And I get all of it, my accent fixed from watching that show. So, hmm. Well, mine, I have two quick ones. Okay. One, Pink released a new album recently, the singer. And, okay, she has a song called Turbulence that is absolutely amazing. But that's not why I'm talking about this. Because she released this the album, she's been, inter- you know, doing her rounds, going around all these talk shows. And they all keep bringing up the issues that happened while she was doing the Lady Marmalade song with Christina Aguilera. Because for those who don't know, they got into it. Yeah, man. And (laughs) the clip that I watched recently, she was on, she was getting interviewed and someone basically was asking her, so what happened? She was like, so this is basically what happened. She was sitting down in between takes and apparently she was sitting in Christina Aguilera's seat and she did not know. Because she did not know that there were specific seats that people had. It was like, we just waiting in between takes. There's a chair. Mm-hmm. Well, Christina made a big deal about it. <laughs> Pink. I love her because she said, she was like, I didn't know she had, a, this was a chair. And she was making a big thing about it. But I was sleeping. I was homeless when I was 12 and 13. 
So you're not going to come over here and talk to me any kind of way. And that particular day, she got the right one. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I believe this. And she was me like, too. she basically said that. And then someone kept making a big deal about it. And she just basically brought it full circle and was like, but this is stuff that happens to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't get along. And then those people also get over it. It's over. It's in the past and they move forward. Y'all just like hearing the story. Yeah. And she was like. So it's like you it's almost like you're trying to stir something up. It's kind of like when Brandy and Monica reconciled and then they did that song, It All Belongs to Me, and in an interview they asked about Monica beating Brandy in the backstage of the MTV Awards, I believe. Maybe it was the Grammys, I can't remember which one it was. And Brandy was mad that Monica spoke honestly about the situation. Yeah. But then later on when they did their verses, Brandy finally acknowledged out loud that Monica hit her. It's like, say it, move on. Y'all have moved past it. It's okay. It is okay. I think, honestly, that's like, I feel like that's who just pink, who pink is. I don't, I just, I just think she's real like that. And I think the only reason why we haven't heard it come from the other side, as far as like Christina, because Christina knows that she was probably at fault and it paints her in a negative light. And who wants Mm -hmm. that type of negative attention or something that happened so long ago? I think Pink has the liberty to say, well, not say, but has the kind of liberty because she was kind of, I ain't gonna say she was a victim, but Christina Aguilera's animosity was kind of pointed towards her. I don't know. I think there might have also been some jealousy in that as well, because both of them got some pipes on them. Mm-hmm. And only one of them can still use them. But Pink, <laughs> but one uh, one thing about Pink uh. is that even through all of these interviews, <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen the cat's mouth <laughs> wide open, but Pink has been very vocal about her support in Christina Aguilera. Like, apparently Mm -hmm. the song Beautiful had been offered to her, too. Like, she heard it. She really wanted it. And Linda Perry was like, no, I don't really see it for you. I gave it to Christina. And she was like, and it was right. Like, Christina sounded beautiful on that song. That was a damn near perfect record. Or she said that she, uh, they've actually done a song together. It just hasn't been released. Like she called Christina was like, you know, I think we should do something together. And she said that Christina actually kind of cried on the phone. Like it just shows that, you know, people can grow and move past things. And I really wish that people extended some of the same grace to some celebrities that they do to the people in their families, because y'all sit here and look at uncle Johnny do some crazy stuff and y'all forgive them every day so you can eat his turkey barbecue at Thanksgiving, but you can't forgive somebody like Christina because of whatever happened there. There are certain things I think that we can say we probably won't forgive R. Kelly, never. But I think that if we expect to be forgiven for our own issues, things that we didn't do very well or things that we said when we were younger, I don't understand why we can't do the same thing with some celebrities. Right. So, but that's all. I can't even remember what my other one was. But we've been 20 minutes in. Let's just go ahead and get into our blurdy news. Okay, blurdy news. So I'm starting with Star Wars this time. Mm. One, Mandalorian premieres March 1st. Had no idea. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. So with this happening, there's a lot more stuff coming up. Some Mm -hmm. things that I know Dovecat would enjoy hearing. So one, John, what's his name? Favreau? Mm -hmm. Favreau? Favreau? Favreau. He has already said that he's written season four. Of the Mandalorian. I mean, he better had it. It took a while for this to come out. You ain't had nothing to do. You were you were locked away in your home during COVID, just like everybody else. I'm glad to hear that you were actually being productive during that time. But that's not the really exciting thing to me. What's the exciting okay, thing? No, I'm going to go to the not so exciting thing. Okay. The not so exciting thing, episode one of the season three of the Mandalorian will only be 35 minutes and 16 seconds. 
That's it. That is the shortest premiere of any Star Wars project. I mean, and I wonder if that includes the 15 minutes of credits. Because I don't know why Disney Plus won't just find a way to split up the credits so that they're only applicable to the region that you are watching them in. We got to watch the English, the Spanish, the French, like every single one. No, we don't need that. Why are we doing that? (laughs) So if it is including the 10 to 15 minutes worth of credits, then it might be even shorter. If it's not, still 35 minutes. For I premiere. mean, quiet as it's kept. Mm-hmm. For the premiere episode of Mandalorian, we don't necessarily need it because we got the first 35, 45 minutes in Boba Fett. Yeah, this is true. This so true. why and didn't he, he why, We already know episodes. where he been. We already know where mm-hmm. he been. We know what they doing. We know they back together. So what's the point of having mm-hmm. a long episode? For what? <laughs> for what? Watch, it's, it's going to be a recap of what we saw about uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> but... To the part that I think you would really enjoy. Okay. So the director, John, Mr. Favreau, mm-hmm. he was interviewed and they said that, he said that Grogu has developed a lot in the time since the Book of Boba Fett. He said, Grogu, uh, Grogu has developed a lot and now time has even passed since the Book of Boba Fett and since he's trained with Luke. As you'll be able to see, his force powers have gotten even greater. So we're going to get a stronger Grogu. I mean, we already seen that he just casually playing around with his power, spinning himself around in the chair. So, and you know, it was he was giving Gene Grey vibes at one point. Like, yes. he was like, mm, and then he saw out, and then that was it. That was it. So it says that he also said that he noted that the force gives you some natural abilities, but without mentorship and training, you can't unlock some of these. So I'm guessing with this training that he's done with Luke, he started to unlock even more of his abilities. So maybe we'll see him doing more than just sticking his hand out and frowning up his face as he's doing things. I wonder, no, he still looks very small. I'm wondering, because I know that whatever Yoda's, the Yoda breed is, breed, I don't species. I say species. Whatever. I don't know. They age pretty slow, and I feel like he still looks so much like a baby. Like I would love to see them kind of age him up just a little bit, so that maybe we can. And I don't know if Yoda's size, like the actual original Yoda, if his size is because of his age. And but I would love to see kind of Grogu age up some, so he doesn't look like so much like a baby. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, y'all know I love me some baby Grogu. I think um, they just playing into the merchandise from this baby um, Yoda. It's like, oh, we've made a lot of money from him looking like this. Was it? And you know what? You are right because today I was in line at Walmart checking out, and so checkout line as one does, and this lady in front of me had a like a baby yoda backpack like mm-hmm. one of those like it looks like i don't know have you do you pay attention to coach at all mm-hmm. okay sometimes. so coach sometimes right so sometimes coach comes out they have like a partnership and they have like sometimes they'll put like disney characters on like some of their stuff right so this mm-hmm. one i don't think it was a coach bag but it definitely looked like a partnership with coach with baby yoda's face on like a, one of those leather book bags so Mm -hmm. there was she had that and she loved must have loved baby yoda so much she even had a baby blanket for her baby Mm -hmm. she was not here to play with you hoes no she wasn't but so you're right he does he's made a whole bunch of money off of merchandise Mm -hmm. because he's so damn cute but i think it's time for us to age him up just a tiny bit maybe getting him talking a little bit well, that's that's funny you say that because there was another so one of the directors also is rick 
Famuyiwa. I'm so sorry for messing up your name. It's F A M U Y I W A. But um, he has Famuyiwa. There's a I Y. Don't I don't know how Y is pronouncing. But anyway, so he's apparently directing an episode or two in season three and he said the following there'll be things in season three that once again have people talking about Grogu in incremental ways he's growing as a character and in this partnership with Mando as this relationship grows Grogu has to become more sensual in things that are going on he's now firmly at the hip of Mando in every adventure but he's still just a baby a baby so you're gonna get a baby uh, Yoda for a while it sounds like but yeah, so I came across that and then I came across something about Andor. So season two of Andor looks like they are probably going to start filming. Well, they're, go- they're already filming. They're filming all the way through August, I guess. And then it says with a potential release date of summer, early fall 2024. So mm. they're basically releasing based off of the same schedule that Sheree did for She by Sheree, you know, spring, summer, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want this to come so much faster, but I want them to take their time. But I want it so much faster because we know how this is going to end. Uh-huh. I would we love do. to see soon how quickly they, how they, they formed a story that led up to Rogue One. I really hope that we get, because when we get him in Rogue One, he seems like he's a seasoned spy. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they at least give us maybe another two seasons before they get to Rogue One. I would love to see him kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Or the phrase that I'm looking for? Love to, this is not the one that I was thinking of, but get some notches on his belt before they kill him off. I would love to see him go on more missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. The stakes to be a little high for my heart to be beating fast. Sometimes as it does when watching Andor, I would love to get that. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, Ahsoka's still coming too, but I can't wait for that. I think it's very interesting. I'm I'm saying that just to lead into this next thing I read where it looks like Marvel and Disney are looking to hopefully reduce production costs for their Star Wars and Marvel TV show, which I think is also one of the reasons why they're cutting back on the number of releases per year for a lot of the content they're creating. So hopefully that decision doesn't impact the quality of anything that's being released, but we will see. These shows are shot like movies. Mm-hmm. They get the I mean, same budget. $200 million budget. So I hope it doesn't change. But if they're trying to cut down on production costs, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, so moving right along into DC. First bit of news is related to Aquaman 2, mm. um, which is you know going to be called Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. They recently did some test screens. But unlike the test screens for Blue Beetle and The Flash, they have not been very good. So one person described Aquaman 2 to be boring, not as good as the first, and potentially one of the worst DCEU movies. They said, this is their full thing. It says, I'll be honest, we're half a dozen test screenings in and it's not looking great. I've consistently heard over the last half year or so that it's boring, not as good as the first and potentially worse. And someone else said, it brings me no joy to back him up (laughs) and tell you that the test screenings for this film have not been good. Really hoping Juan fixes this movie before December. And, you know, we we don't really go too much off of what reviews are saying because, I mean, we either going to like it or we ain't. 
and how someone getting too invested in critic reviews can alter how you look at things. But I was looking at this thing and let me tell you, this is this is a very extensive list of so many people who have been a part of the test screenings for this. Mm-hmm. And they all are saying the exact same things. Like this just is not a good film. So I have two things about that, right? Mm-hmm. One is that our good sis... Viola Davis basically said that movies, in order for them to get released, well, not necessarily released, but in order for them to kind of get top billing, they have to appeal to white men. Is that list exclusively white men? If it is, I don't know if I can take their opinion on that because what they find interesting may not appeal to me or mm-hmm. anybody else. And, and, and their opinion of the film is just their opinion. That's the first point I want to make. The second point that I was trying to make is that on the old tickety talk street, there is a conspiracy theory going around that um, some people in Hollywood are tired of the whole superhero genre of films and that mm-hmm. they they said that critics have purposely been saying that stuff is bad to kind of get it to kind of go away. Um, mm-hmm. One of those things that they were they kind of brought up was the fact that the ant so that the Ant Man and y'all can take it with a grain of salt with with what's it. Red tomatoes? Uh, Rotten tomatoes. tomatoes. With Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care about what critics say. I'm going to go see a film. Sometimes the critics is right. A lot of times they're not. So that's not going to stop me from going to see the film. But basically Mm -hmm. they were trying to say that there was a huge discrepancy between what the viewers were saying about Ant-Man and what the critics were saying about Mm Ant-Man. Like, And not to say that they haven't been too off before, but they were talking about how big a jump it is that people love it, but the critics hate it, which is why they think that people are trying to trying to get the superhero genre kind of squashed down. But and, and for context for y'all, what Dovecat's talking about right now, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 48% of the critics liked it. On the audience side of things, 83% of the audience members liked it. And that's with over 5,000 verified ratings. It's a big, it's, a it's huge, almost yeah. like it. It's, it's a big difference. Like sometimes it's, it's, you expect a difference like this watching a horror film. Mm-hmm. Because most critics don't like horror films and audiences go into a horror film knowing that there's just certain things that they're not going to get from. But this doesn't seem like one of those things. <laughs> and it's it's interesting. So, What do you <sighs> think about Aquaman? Do you think it's bad? Do you think there's some, some merit to what they're saying about it? Do you think I mean, they'll scrap it like they did Batgirl? No. No, I don't think they're going to scrap it. However, there are rumors right now that Aquaman 2 is undergoing drastic story changes in post-production to try to help with some of the the negativity that's coming from the test screenings. And they have some months to get it together. I, I feel like they have enough months to try to get something together so it doesn't necessarily feel too rushed because it's not like they're going to be completely overhauling the whole film. But I but I also don't know if I can take that part seriously as well, just because most superhero films do go through some changes like Doctor Strange did. They mm. said there were a lot of changes that they uh, made. And uh, granted, Doctor Strange is definitely not the strongest film that Marvel has sent out, but it wasn't terrible. Mm-mm. And I do feel like some things that they took out, they probably could have kept. But and then on top of that, know. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is kind of like not a weird one. I think it's a little different only because of the amount of directors that it went through. 
Mm-hmm. The amount of changes to scripts and stuff that they had. Like, I don't know. I think Doctor Strange is kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I think he kind of like, kind of, they, they had a whole bunch of crap going on with it. But Aquaman, same director. So. Well, this one says that. So this particular article says that they're in the midst of sweeping changes. It says in a series of tweets, Walsh, Casey Walsh, which is some type of insider. Excuse me. <clears throat> revealed that D. They said every test screening has had mostly unfinished visual effects. And no one walked out. The main issue was they completely changed the plot and villains of the movie. It's not even the same movie. So basically, it's like, it sounds like they're testing different versions of the movie. And if they are, then it means that a lot of people are getting different versions and they're still not happy with what they're seeing. But they said, it's, they, um, they said he noted that the same villains are at the center of Aquaman 2 and DC just continue to swap in a different story around them. Um, it also says that... Not to mention, not to mention, Marvel does this a lot, but mm-hmm. if DC just announced where they're trying to go in the next 10 years, what they got coming, they've already said what they at least five or six other films and shows that they've talked about. What if, although people are saying that Flashpoint is rumored, or what it's not, that's not the name of the movie, is it? Mm, it's just called The Flash, but it's the Flash. Using okay, the Flashpoint bad, y'all. Mm-hmm. They're saying that The Flash movie is supposed to reset a lot of stuff. What if they're trying to plant some seeds or something in Aquaman to kind of maybe give us like some little breadcrumbs about what direction they're trying to go in? So since they've already announced that, maybe they want to add that in. I don't know. Marvel is notorious for taking stuff out, moving dates around if it messes up what they're trying to tell story-wise. So what if maybe they're trying to do the same thing with Aquaman and trying out different things to see? Like I don't know. See that To me, that would be a hard sell for me because the flashpoint thing isn't like someone just going into the universe and changing one thing and like like you know how in the in what was it the post credit scene for venom where he was just sitting there and the, the thing washed over and he was suddenly in a new space but he was still himself i don't think that that's how flashpoint is because flashpoint it was more of a whole like he just went back and just changed one thing and it changed the whole future. So they like their future existed over here, but now we're in a completely different timeline. So I don't know how they could change something in Aquaman and make it seem like, oh, this is a result of what happened in Flashpoint. Not because saying a result. Well, I mean, because what's happening there should still be there. It's just not the new timeline that he created by saving his mom. That's that's kind of been one of the weird things to me when it came to the Venom post credit scene because it did not make sense, <laughs> like it just didn't make sense. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, they can clean things up because Aquaman wasn't a terrible movie. Mm-mm. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed it. Well, we know I enjoyed it. So <laughs> yeah, like you enjoyed the plot that was Jason Momoa. But as far as the plot that they wrote, it was like, eh, there were some areas for it to be improved. Yeah. I, I, I actually think the Shazam was better than Aquaman. I The first Shazam, I surprisingly thoroughly enjoyed, and I was very weirdly shocked by that. But since I did bring up Shazam, they are talking about, well, this title just says Shazam 2 is tracking for one of the worst openings in the DCEU history. According to Box Office Pro's latest box office uh, forecast uh, projections, they are thinking that Shazam! Fury of the Gods is expected to earn between... Oh, no, I'm going to ask you. How much do you think that they think that Shazam 2 is going to earn in its first weekend? 150. 
150? Uh-huh. 150 million. Wait, so... The rumor the article is saying it's one of the worst openings in Oh, so it's not I was but I was comparing it to what it did. Okay. Fifty minutes? And just to put things in perspective, let's let's go look at Shazam, the first one made fifty three point five in this first weekend. So you're thinking how much? I said fifty. I'm gonna give them seventy five for the second one. Okay, so they think that the second Shazam might earn between forty three and fifty two million over the weekend i don't know i honestly i think that they probably think it's going to be bad because there's no excitement about seeing shazam when you know that there's going to be a complete overhaul of what's going to be coming after that and i feel like they're not really pushing it as hard as they could be pushing it like i mean granted i don't watch real cable but i know that when certain movies were coming out if i was watching something on like hulu or hbo max they were throwing these movie trailers in there, even if it was just a small, like, 15-second spot or something. Or you on YouTube, they're in there. I've seen, like, the major trailers, but I haven't seen a lot of activity around it. I mean, this movie comes out, what, is it... Is it next month? It comes out next month. It comes out on the 17th. We are less than a month away, and it does not feel like a movie that is less than a month away. They're probably about to start amping it up. But also... Also, we're not going to sit here at like, they may not have the money. This is true too. They kind of broke. I think that I've even read something recently that they did not get as many subscribers to HBO Max as they thought they were. They did not get as many more with Discovery Plus. And basically, they missed every projection that they had put out there. Well, you know what? And and that was despite them making a buttload of money from the Harry Potter video game and because of the success of The Last of Us. So they had a lot of great things happen, and they're still missing all of their projections. I don't sit here and act like that dude when they when he did that rollout of what they were trying to do with Discovery Plus and HBO Max and how they're breaking down where the shows are gonna go. We're not gonna sit here and act like that was well received by the public because it wasn't. I mean, they were doing think pieces all up and down TikTok. Well, at least they were in my algorithm. The people that I know who well not I know, but the ones that I follow who are watching these comic book shows or TV shows or what have you. On these on these streaming platforms, they weren't too pleased about that. So I don't know. They honestly remember, didn't they? Wasn't Shazam supposed to come out last year, and they scrapped it because they didn't really have the funds? Yeah, everything got every. So many of the movies were supposed to come out last year because remember they said that they did that whole trailer. They were showing all of the things that were coming to hype people up, and then they were like, "Okay, we gave you this trailer, but we've actually decided that everything is about to be pushed out." Except for Black Adam, but and I still think you missed an opportunity. I'm never going to. I'm never going to get off your neck about that, Dwayne. I'm not. Never. You missed an opportunity. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. We have less than a month before Shazam. Me and my baby going to see it. So shout out to um, randomly, randomly shouting out uh, Jonathan Majors as in. And this coming week, he'll be in the theaters again with. Michael B. Jordan for Creed 3. So he'll have two films that are actively pushing box office numbers at the same time. And his reviews for him alone have been stellar. I want people to to really start truly recognizing him for what he's doing. Give him some awards. He deserves all of them. I've been watching him in a lot of stuff. And he's always giving you the best that he has. So not to mention... 
Fine. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan for calling out um, L'Oreal for calling him corny in high school. I love that. I love that for mm. him. Which it, and she was, know, I didn't say that, and he was like, mm, "Girl," okay. which is probably why I, I, I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. Which is probably why he can't. He likes white women. Him and Jonathan Majors. Something tells me that black women tease them, and they just. Well, I mean, Michael B. Jordan been with a lot of black women. I thought he had. I know Jonathan Majors not so much. Him either. But, there was a whole thing about Michael B. Jordan only liking white women. He was photographed on his yacht with nothing surrounded by nothing but white women, and that's all that he liked. He claimed that he doesn't, but that's all we've seen. Now, I will say that really one of the only one that we have known about has been Lori Harvey. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a relationship of convenience where he can say, hey, look, I like black women. Okay, he's been with Cindy Bruner. She's black. He's been with Kiki Lane, who was from If Bill Street Could Talk. She's black. That, I mean, they just they have them. I, I found a thing that shows all of his, his girlfriends and people he's dated and they're all those that's three people right there now Kendall Jenner no one cares about that and apparently he also kind of talked to Iggy Azalea at one point which that's very first things first I'm the realest she ain't real ain't nothing real about her but but I shout out to them we'll probably find my way to the theater to see that this weekend I just need to watch Creed 2 because I have not watched that one yeah it's the third I believe Mm-mm. I watched the first one and I was disappointed that he ain't win. <laughs> I was like, wait, so I watched this whole movie just to see him lose at the end? I'm trying to think of in these main fights, has he won? I don't think he has. He ain't winning the second one either? I can't remember. I think he did win in the second one. I think he did win in the second one. He did. He, he did. He, he I need to find something else to do then. This is not his he, life. He won in the second one. Um, but is I'll say this. Yes, boxing is kind of in the background. But it's more so the stories, well, not the, but the, the story that goes on kind of outside of the ring that I like that they focus on. Like the second mm-hmm. one, they kind of focus on his family, with, you know, his, his life with Tessa, whatever mm-hmm. her character's name is. And Rocky was in it. I, and I like Rocky in the second one more so than all, in his, all his films and the first one, the first Creed film. But the second one, he was really kind of hitting them with the, with the advice. So I don't know. I like the mm-hmm. second one. It was cute. So I can't wait to see three. I don't know when I'll be able to see it, but um, yeah, I'll find my my way there. But last bit of blurdy news: we've already done DC, we have done Star Wars. It's time for Marvel. I'm just I'm gonna just jump in with the the heavy hitter one that I saw. So they're claiming that, and and I've been saying this, I've I've been pushing this narrative for a while that some people ain't gonna make it. Yep. Out of King Dynasty. And they might not make it out of Secret Wars, but some of them ain't going to make it out of King Dynasty. And apparently, that is a true statement. So, Avengers of King Dynasty head writer Jeff Loveness. For some reason, I think that last name is funny. Loveness. But anyway, he was talking to comic book Loki? He watched. He wrote Loki, right? I think he was a part of Loki as well. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But... He was in uh, speaking with comicbook.com and he touched on the idea of big characters meeting their end in the MCU's next Avengers outing. He said, I think for these bloodthirsty fans, there's a little movie called Avengers Kang Dynasty. I think he'll bring the heat. I mean, certainly in these Marvel rooms and all that, you certainly game out all these stories and you pitch them out, you write them out and you're trying to land the, the best puzzle piece because there's so many characters. And then someone asked him, like, because they they were they trying to make sure that they don't appear like they're copying what they did with Thanos. Like they they're they're trying to make sure that they keep them completely separate. And he did say that 
there were some pretty seismic deaths on the table for Ant-Man and the Wasp. So if they didn't do it there, then I don't think that they're not going to do that in, you know, this next one. So they said, all right, so he said he made it very clear (laughs) they shouldn't be too concerned about Kang's death toll, but they do feel like it's probably going to increase from now until then. They said he's going to rack up some kills as he goes along, which means to me says this might we might lose some people before the Kang dynasty. We might not. Even, we might lose some people in in Loki season two. I told you. But, I, I said this in our text chat. That's a, a million miles long. I've said this. I think characters that we already have replacements for mm-hmm. are going to get the axe. They going. Mm-hmm. They gone. So I don't know. Ant Man might have made it now. I don't think he's making it. I don't think so either. And I feel like, even though this probably isn't related to what they're doing in the writing room right now, you know, Jonathan Majors has been very clear about how he wants to fight Chris Hemsworth on set. He wants to fight Loki because he feels like a version of Kang could beat uh, Thor. He he feels like a version of Kang can beat Thor, which would be very interesting. What if they use that as a way to close out his chapter? Because we don't, I, I don't, I don't want, I I let me get closer to the mic. I don't want another Thor. I don't want it. Like I like don't want even it. recast. You just want. I don't want it. Oh, okay, okay. He can go. I can. Just, all these characters out here. You done gave us Lady Thor. You done gave us Thor. You gave us a mess of a movie with Love and Thunder. I don't want it. I just. I feel like at some point in time. We have to phase out some of these heroes to allow room for so many other heroes that are there. They got to do it. It's got to be gradual. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think Thor. I don't think Thor's coming back. Period. I, I don't. I think we're gonna come. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being completely honest, I don't. I don't know. I don't think Chris is coming back. And this article is interesting because it says something that I never really noticed. It says all four Avengers movies have featured some kind of major death, and that had not hit me until I read that line. What was the first one in Avengers one? Uh- the, the, oh, Coulson. The guy. Yeah, Coulson didn't make it. But he kind of did because people were sad about that because they liked his character. I know, but at the time, it was an impactful death okay. because we didn't know he was going to come back. Who was it? Age and of then Ultron. Asia Ultron. Pietro. We saw um, Pietro didn't make it. And that was a very emotional moment in it there. Was, he wasn't a major Avenger either. No, he wasn't a major Avenger. And that's why they made up for it when Infinity War came out and they wiped out everybody. <laughs> and then they said, you know what? We're going to bring them back. But uh, not before we snatched two more people from you. Because we lost Natasha. We ended up losing Tony. We kind of lost yeah. Steve Rogers because uh-huh. he ain't doing nothing. They, they phased out some people there. So, and then. We've lost T'Challa, so it's just like, even though he wasn't an Avengers thing, but loss is not something that they're scared of making this go through. That's true, but but they wouldn't have given us a baby T'Challa if they didn't plan to bring him back in a later film. I guess we gonna see. I thought about this. I'm a little upset about it. There was no time jump at all from them being in the quantum realm and coming out in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Man. I was thinking, well, hoping was gonna happen didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I thought we were gonna so, get a time jump, and I also mm-hmm. thought that Scott was gonna be stuck there. Mm-hmm. But neither one of those were correct. Mm-mm. But you know what? Also, wasn't correct. This list of people who almost got cast as Marvel characters in the MCU. 
Okay, who and is that? Some of them are very interesting. Number one on the list was Will Smith. That's what? Who do you think they were going to try to cast Will Smith as? Did they say when they were trying to cast him? Oh, yeah. This was, if I say that, then it's going to give it away. Was it early? Okay. Was it early on in the middle where we're it at was now? Early on. Early on? Okay. So, Rhodey. Nope. Captain America. Ain't no damn. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? With the way that they've treated Will Smith as mm-hmm. of late, they didn't really consider my man to be black. So I can see it. But I, I mean, I can see them wanting to cast him, but I don't think that um, I don't think so, that it would have worked. So for the first four people on this list, all four of these people ended up doing DC superhero films. The second person on the list is Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman. I got to see what he looked like. He, he took on the role of the commander Rick Flagg in both of the Suicide Squad movies. He was originally going for the role of Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could have bolted up enough to be Thor. You see what I'm saying? Like, But, but I, I'm going to just go on a limb and say, I don't think anyone would have saw Chris Hemsworth making it as big as he is. So depending on the time, if as long as he ain't dealing with Robert Patterson uh, syndrome, he might have been able to do it. Because, you know, Robert Pattinson just couldn't bulk up at all. He's still out here. Oh, thing. Because number three on this list, Jason Momoa. Who do you think that he was originally going to be going up for? Jason Momoa? This one, uh uh-huh. This one I don't see at all. Is it a white character? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they They a hero? They're a hero. Who? Say something stupid. Drax. He... He originally auditioned for the role of Drax. I can't because I can't see him without hair. Now, I don't know if he would have cut it. He might would have cut his hair. I don't know. He would have had to. And I'm looking at him like this side by side and I'm like, uh, I can see, I can hear him acting it. Mm-hmm. It's the visual that I'm struggling with. All right. So number four on the list, did a DC film, Joaquin Phoenix. Who was he going to be? A villain? I actually, I can actually see those. So no, he was a hero. Who? Doctor Strange. I could actually see this. They said he was one of the front runners for many months for this role. They said they could. Because his passion for movie making and his slightly eccentric personality. I could actually see that one. I don't know, man. Benedict, my family used to own slaves in Barbados. Cumberbatch. I I, I don't know. I love how he plays Peter Strange. He was perfect. Yeah. Cumberbatch is literal perfection. But I. Can see. I can see Martin that. Phoenix. I can see him. Now this other one, it this one got gained a lot of speed around uh Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, but apparently it's because he originally went for the role. Tom Cruise originally was in the running for being Iron Man when they first were casting for the first movie. If we being honest, if we being honest, oh, I just thought of something. Also, fun fact, I don't know, we talked about it up here, but Chadwick Boseman also auditioned for the role of Drax. Yeah, I remember seeing that. they liked him enough that they knew he was going to be Black Panther. But anyways, I don't like what they did with old girl who went up for Shuri. And they're like, you know what, Shuri, you did well here, but we got another role for you. Yeah. Now, back to Tom Cruise. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm surprised that Tom Cruise hasn't been in a comic book film. He might be. I, I feel like it's coming. I really do feel like it's coming, but I don't think he's going to do like a full franchise. I think he's going to one and done it, but I can see him doing a one and done it. He would 
would have been perfect. They wanted him to be Supreme Iron Man. That I could have seen. That would have been perfect for him if he was going to do a one and done type of situation. He would have been. Tom Cruise ain't going to do that and then let them kill him. Nah, his ego. He's too big of a. Yeah, he just can't. uh, He wouldn't allow that. But okay, so next one on the list. We've talked about Thor before. Two other people went up for Thor at one. I know Tom Hiddleston, and they're not even included here. Okay. The first one is actually Liam Hemsworth. He was going. He was in the final rounds of being Thor. Interesting. And then Alexander Skarsgård. I can see that. Now let me tell you something. I actually see him more as Loki. He played. He's talking about the the one from True Blood. Yeah, I can see that the way he played True Blood, the way he played Eric Northman. I can see that. However, who he was in Tarzan. Mm -hmm. I can see Thor. Mm -hmm. I can see it. (laughs) I can see it. Yeah, I can see that one. All right, number seven on this list: Mel Gibson. So I'll give you a hint. This character has been in a couple of films, but their role has never been huge. And another hint, it's another character that's otherworldly. Oh, it's otherworldly. I was going to say Thaddeus Ross, but a villain. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. This one was Odin. Mm -hmm. He turned down the role in the end, saying that there just wasn't enough substance to the role to make him want to take it. But you could have added substance to it. Anthony Hopkins. Is a mm-hmm. seasoned actor, okay? Mm-hmm. A, a true thespian. Mm-hmm. And he gave them enough that he was able to be featured in three of the films. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, okay, Mel. I mean. So, so this next one is for Black Widow. I'm going to go ahead and give you, give, just tell it out there. So okay. The two actors, actresses, one of them has already been rumored to be a part of Fantastic Four, and the other one doesn't want you to call her Latina. <sighs> care about jessica Alba. i can't see her she's not even <sighs> who was the other girl the other one emily blunt who you know they've already been talking about her potentially being sue storm i don't but know why i want her to be sue storm she's already turned it down yeah well that's those are two people there okay so this one i actually go ahead well that's yeah it says that she had been potentially linked not only was she one of the leading contenders but she also had a good shot at playing peggy wow she even was about to be peggy carter she was gonna be up and through this mcu if they let her she's just whatever it's going on she just never found her way there i do think it's funny that two people who have been in some way linked to sue storm almost went to be black widow because jessica alba was sue storm and then there were rumors that emily blunt was gonna be sue storm i do think that's interesting all right so number nine on the list is jensen ackles he's most I known for his name. role in supernatural yes he's also in the show big sky and he's been in the most recent season of the boys yes he huh, let's see let's see this he auditioned for the role of a Ca- captain america originally and they liked him so much that they gave him a chance at another role. But he could not accept the role because of his long-standing commitment with Supernatural. A hint, a character we never really got to see much of, even though they tried to make him an important part of the group. Mm-mm. Clint Barton. He was originally going to be going up for Hawkeye. And I could see him. I could see him as Clint. Also, I would just like to say that Jeremy Renner did kind of take a seat back mm-hmm. with, with all this stuff a seat that in the back. Going. Well, he has personal stuff going on, um, mm-hmm. which is probably why they really couldn't utilize him. Because when I saw him in his own show, I was a little annoyed with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because they there was so much potential. Enough. Yes. So much potential there. They could have recasted him. Look, <laughs> if he can't do this, go ahead and recast 
the role of Clint Barton is now being played by. They don't do that in movies. They do it on TV shows. (laughs) Okay, so next one, one of these we've already knew about, and that was Amanda Seyfried. In what? She was almost a guardian of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But this other one I did not know about. You've seen her already and well she's going to be in this new spider-man movie as spider-woman but she was also in uh let me think let me think because she did i think she found her way into a comic book film at some point in time did she or maybe she didn't she wasn't trying now I'm looking at Tron. trying to think she's done some voiceover work I'm looking at a movie that you would know her from, but she's a name. I'm going to just say it. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Oh, the one that she's, yeah. Florence Pugh don't like. Yeah, and I think she's Dade. Yeah, she was, the one, she was the one who did that movie. Don't worry, darling. Yeah, she was the director of that one. And I think she's dating Henry Styles they or broke up. Harry Styles or whatever his name is. Yeah, they broke up. Okay, so I'm going to do, this list is entirely too long, so I'm not going to go through all of these. But there are some notables in here that I do want to say. So Rocket, three uh, three comedians went up for Rocket. I'm going to give you clues that are just going to give it away. Okay. One of them was a water boy, one of them used to wear the mask, and one of them was the penguin. Adam Sandler, Danny DeVito, and the first one, I don't know. No, the, the first one was the one, Adam Sandler. Oh, but you wait, it's the second one, you said the mask. Jim- mm-hmm. They all went for Rocket. I'm going to skip sound on this list. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt went for both Ant-Man and Star-Lord. I see him as Ant-Man. Mac- Matthew McConaughey went for Ego. Um, that would have been This one was even kind of shocking to me. I guess he kind of came up in conversations, but I'm not sure if it would have ever taken flight wesley snipes is he originally brought up conversations before the mcu happened to try to start up black panther if it was during that time i could have seen that yes because wesley snipes was very i mean he he was a great martial arts and all the other stuff i think he could have been really good for that jessica chastain went for the wasp oh i would have loved her a lot better than eventually sebastian stan originally went for captain america but they have been wanting Chris Evans for Captain America from the moment they decided they were going to make that movie. Sam Rockwell, who is, they put him in the second Iron Man as Justin Hammer. He went for the first Iron Man. He wanted to be Tony Stark. Natalie Portman was one that was considered for Black uh, Widow. Chris Pratt was trying to be Captain America. Karen Gillan, who is the person who plays Nebula. Nebula. Mm-hmm. Originally wanted to be Sharon Carter. Mark Ruffalo did want to come back as the, the Hulk. <laughs> uh, John Krasinski was a front runner for Captain America. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If he was and a I front can, runner, I can see him too. I can see him. If he was a front runner, then he's already on their radar, which makes me. I mean, think that's that, probably why they brought him back for. Which makes me think that the conversation around him being Mister Fantastic wasn't just lip service. Mm-hmm. Because they like to, if they've seen you, if you've auditioned for Marvel and they've seen you and they liked you, they always hold on to you because they may want to put you somewhere else. So I know for a fact they were having conversations or they are having conversations about him being Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so those are all the things that I, I th- well, I found a lot of things, but those were some of the things that stood out this week for Blurdy News. 
Simu Lu did kind of hint at maybe we'll see his character sooner than we think in something. I don't know what it might be. Maybe it's a post credit scene for something. Maybe he'll pop up in Loki or something. Where's that jump through time? You never know. But so we didn't talk about it last week. Wait, question. You sent me a text message asking saying something about a child, a g- little girl acting like something. What was that for? It was for you did, uh, Punisher. Y'all, she did my thing. She did a no contest thing. And now I feel exactly, I know what it means now and how it feels when someone just gives you a no contest thing and you spending so much time trying to figure out what it is. So we didn't talk about it last week, but we did have homework. Our homework, we resumed. Excuse me. One more time. We resumed our previous homework, which was getting back into the Punisher and then continuing through the DC animated films. So, what do you want to talk about first? We can talk about the death of Superman if you want to, since it's fresh on my noggin. I I am so ready to talk about this movie. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm going to let you go first. What were your thoughts on this movie? A couple things. I prefer Superman with Wonder Woman. You you see the slight the chemistry they had going on there. It was like a there were moments where they would put the camera on Wonder Woman, and you could see that there was just there was there was something there. She's jealous. Well, she was she she she's claiming that it didn't work out, but it kind of seems like she wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And he, for some reason, it just wasn't. I guess he wanted to be with Lois. I don't know why he would want to be with Lois because Wonder Woman got body for days, and Lois Lane looks like a damn I don't know a straw. Anyways, that's I not like the whoever played the voice of her. I did not like her. Who Lois Lane? Yes, yeah, something felt was, off. Was oh, that, that was Rebecca Romijn. Yes. Yeah, I ain't like how she sounded on that character. Just like Lex Luthor was a, an adjustment to me too. Who? Rain Wilson playing Lex Luthor. That was an adjustment oh. for me, just hearing that. But anyway, continue. Okay. I like that they used, their, they consistently use the same voice actors. Mm-hmm. I like that we got Rosario Dawson again. I like that they use Shamar Moore. I know his voice from anywhere because I grew up listening to him on The Young and the Restless as mm-hmm. Malcolm. Ooh, I, y'all, I had a, I've had a crush on Shamar Moore since my tender, well, rony years. I'll never forgive Shamar Moore for the dancing that he did on um, Soul Train. So, Get out of here. Just, I'll never forgive him for them braids that he had, but that's neither here nor there either. The point of the matter is this. It's Perry's fault. That is. <laughs> but honestly, if I'm but being anyway. honest, them braids were not because he was doing the whole braids things. He came back for like maybe an episode or two on Young and the Wrestlers. But it was a wig. They were, maybe it was, he, he came, when he came back, I don't know if this was prior to him doing this with Tyler Perry, but all I know is, is that he had braids on an episode of Young and the Wrestlers and it just looked like he mm. had added it as opposed to it being a wig. But that's neither here nor there. I like that they use the same voice actors. I did like that. The same guy mm-hmm. that played Batman's playing him, Rosario, Shamar. I liked all that. Mm-hmm. What else? I feel like maybe I missed something because I was watching it folding clothes. I'm not really understanding why this that the 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 beast that he was fighting came to Earth. That wasn't made very clear. It was they they left it to interpret well not into uh, interpretation but Lex Luthor implies that this creature was sent by someone to Earth to mm-hmm. kill Superman. Okay, and then you know when they ended, suddenly their the body went right back into space. Mm-hmm. I think it is is 
leading us towards the dark side storyline. Because what we saw was Doomsday. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, can I just say that this animated series was what Batman vs. Superman thought it was. Hold on. We're, we're, we're not- I ain't got no applause. Yes, that was what I was thinking the entire time. That is what that movie was supposed to be. And uh, it, it didn't work. It, it definitely didn't work. Uh, what else? That damn monster was wearing them out. Out. I was like, damn. Out. And then I was. Out. You saw my text message when you were talking when um when I was talking about Wonder Woman. Yeah, so Wonder Woman. She was given. She was given everything she had. She she put it all out there, and he. It was like nothing phased Doomsday at all. He was on a mission to kill, and he killed. Eat. I felt so bad for the girl that was in the tent. <laughs> I felt bad for the um the what you call it in the um the um the Atlanteans. I, when I saw that blood, I said, "Damn, he just squeezed their head." And then you just see an arm floating through the water. Yeah. Yes, I and said squeezed. About how much of an ass Lex Luthor was, like sending them people down there, and then like he talked to everyone like they were so beneath him and expendable because they were. Yes, mm. I didn't. I did. <laughs> I don't know. I like my Lex Luthor serious and mm-hmm. calculating, and I want to take you serious. I didn't take this Lex Luthor serious, and I don't know if that was on purpose, but um, yeah, like I and I call at the end at the funeral. When he was talking about talks on the balcony, and Diana was like, "Bitch, stop lying, with right. your lying ass." But yeah, I'm trying to see what else. Um, I liked. The oh my gosh, scene. they were. Huh? Did you watch the post, the men in post credit scenes? My question I about did, them. I did not. You would you just stop when it went off? Yeah, because I had to get up and do something. As soon as it went off, I said, "Okay, I got to I'm reading this thing, and it said in the series of men in post credit, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> But go ahead. Yeah, this looks like it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a question about because you know I don't do comic books, mm-hmm. and I know you know more than I do. So I was going to ask you what Superman version were we getting? You from the clone? That was a clone. Mm-hmm. They're cloning. Well, who? Wait. Was, so yeah, who says, came out the- It says a clone of Superman survives numerous failed experiments from LexCorp. Doctor Irons is seen forging his own Superman suit from steel. Superman's rocket buries itself into North Pole, resulting in the creation of the Fortress of Solitude, and a Superman-like android is seen flying in space. But who? So who? Who? Who was leaving the casket? Who was that? I guess we'll find out. Because they, because I saw, I didn't know, because I was, I remember seeing the the person, the actual person that was like kind of sleeping in that whatever they were in, and I saw them leaving. I'm like, okay, but I didn't know, I didn't know that that was the same person that was leaving. The, that was breaking out of the cast. Well, I think that okay. So the next, um, well, we, we we'll, we'll go into it next week because the okay. next thing, the next movie is the Reign of Superman. Oh, so it's a direct sequel to the Death of Superman. Okay, cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Okay, yeah. Let me just. It was good. I enjoyed it. Like I've enjoyed most of the animated films. Is that the movies wish they were that good? The action sequences in this thing. Were so good. The whole the whole battle between Superman and Doomsday was so good. Like, and that was it was it was good because they allowed, which I think is one of the things that we have not really gotten in any of the DC films outside of Black Adam. And you know, I don't want to give that movie any props. 
but they allowed them to be gods. Mm. Like the whole fight between him. I mean, it that was godlike behavior. Even with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman fighting that hair fell out of that thing, and she said she was like, "By Hera, I'm gonna stop you in these streets." She ain't stop shit. And they fight okay. like boom, boom, boom. He broke a sword. I mean, but it was stuff that we haven't had an opportunity to really see. We saw a little bit of it in Batman versus Superman when they were fighting Doomsday or their version of Doomsday. Mm-hmm. But you never really got that. And uh, I'm not even going to say it's because it was live action. All these things out here, all this money y'all got, y'all invested into the right parts of this film and y'all be good. Mm. But whatever. But that that battle, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like, why y'all cutting scenes? Go back. I want to see the rest of this. Like, go back. And I, I, one thing that did make me upset, though, but you're not about to tell me is that all these people in the Justice League got their ass whooped and nobody had the energy to finally stand up until he was dead. Y'all all said it was like, well, well, it's over, y'all. Whoo, let's go check and see what I went. Oh, oh, wait, Superman, you all right down there? You you gonna get up? No, that's what that felt like. I'm like, y'all really waited till this man was dead to come up. He could have Batman throw a little little explosive things on that man's head again. It didn't do nothing. <laughs> it didn't do it a damn thing. thing. That was what, the problem. Honestly, what could they do? Batman had a dislocated shoulder and his bombs weren't working. Number one. The flash no, got no, through. I mean, Cyborg got took him out anyway. He he lost an arm. You ain't doing Cyborg. nothing with that. <laughs> His insides were showing. What was he going to do? Diana got, I mean, pummeled. What was she going to do? I don't know. What was they, Hal going to do? They needed to distract him just long enough. Because that's what ended up being how they beat this man was exactly what they could have helped do. Mm. All Lois ass did was go stand up there and distract him long enough for Superman to use every bit that he had left to, to punch him and break his neck. That's all. But I'm gonna go back to let me go back to this lowest lane real quick. Did she made me so mad when she did that little number threw this rock at him? Because you know what it made me think of? It made me think of the Spider-Man animated series. There's a clip you may have seen it. I think I might have sent it to you where Mary Jane is talking to Peter. Peter knows she knows that Peter is Spider-Man, and she just decides they stand in there, and she just decides she's just gonna jump off the building. She just jumped off the building and he had to swing down to catch her. He was like, I just wanted to see if you would always be there. Oh, this is not time for you to be doing stupid stuff like that. And that's what I felt like. She stood up and said, I'm going to distract him. And if he really loves me, he'll save. Because that there ain't nothing in my mind that says, I'm going to stand up and hit this thing with a rock after he smacked all of these people through buildings. And no, I was, I was really upset with her for that. And granted, it worked. But ma'am, you, he did that because you were about to die. Man, you were literally moments from dying. In fact, there were mo- multiple moments that he had to stop what he was doing to save your ass. You were, you decided you want to hover in your helicopter over them when they they hitting each other so hard that your helicopter is getting swung in the air. And you say, you know, it's just turbulence. Let's just go hover over here anyway. There were so many moments. And that that just made me so upset with her, but huh. it was good though. You said what? It was a good one though. It was the older I get, and I'm watching these comic book movies, is the more that I realize that I don't like damsel in distress characters. Mm-hmm. Lois screams that to me, and um, I don't really like her that much. 
So what are you? Okay, so I'm about to put you in the shoes of a superhero. Okay. Superman was struggling with whether he was going to reveal. Okay, hold on. Let's go back before okay. I even ask you that. Do you know how irritated I was when he sat at that table and told her he was Superman? <laughs> And she said, she started laughing and all he did was take off the thinnest spectacles that you could put on your face. And she's like, oh, oh, you mean to tell me not once in this entire time that you've been dating this man? First of all, how many men you know outside of Superman got a neck that's as thick as his thigh? His head was literally sitting on top of a volcano. It just busted out. There ain't nobody else in the all of Metropolis. And it's shaped like, but the man that be writing articles at at the daily, whatever. Ah, uh, that has been my gripe with this whole Superman Clark Kent thing for the longest of times. Because it's like you're looking at me in my glasses right now, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to take off my glasses, does that make me look any different? No, I'm gonna look at you and be like, hey. I've never understood this whole thing with him just taking his glasses off and you can tell that he was Superman. I can't stand it and it's dumb. You're insulting the intelligence of the people that are watching. He doesn't even have like mm-hmm. a true, like a, it's like a tired disguise. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if he was like a jackass or something, but he's a nice guy. An even it nicer was, hero. That was so dumb to me. But It is very dumb. Back, back to my question. Okay. He was struggling with whether or not he was going to reveal to Lois Lane that he was Superman. And he was talking to Barry Allen, and he's like, oh, yeah, I told Iris ages ago. If you were a superhero who actually cared about people knowing you were a superhero, because people like Wonder Woman don't give a damn. Mm-mm. She was calling him by his first name while they fighting in front of you. Would you be a Barry Allen and tell the people who are close to you? Or would you be a Clark Kent in hopes that people not knowing would keep them safe? I think I would tell the person I'm humping. And the only reason, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, like, just like a regular boyfriend partner type of situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, wait, I take it back. I would tell, like, a partner boyfriend situation if we are to the point where this looks like this is like a commitment and long term, and I know that I can trust this person to keep my secret. Mm-hmm. Secret, I probably would tell that person. I wouldn't tell my mom. I wouldn't tell my dad. Because mm-hmm. my dad would be, my dad would be like, "Yeah, I'm doing a superwoman. You didn't know." Oh, I'm gonna come over here. She can move this refrigerator or something. Like my daddy would just be like, "I'm the front of the free press." Right. He would just let it all hang out. My mom would let it slip in conversation if she was talking to like my aunts or something. So I wouldn't tell her just for that. But I would tell the person. Oh, she over here saving them people. She'll be here in a little bit. And my my aunt be like, "Saving who? Who? Who are you talking about?" And then she'll spill it. Oh, she didn't tell you? No, sis, I didn't tell her anything. But yeah, I would tell the person. Hey, I'm only supposed to say that. Girl, you can't tell nobody, but. Oh, it's told. It's told. Mm -hmm. So I think at first I might be a Clark Kent, but depending on Mm -hmm. how the relationship develops, I would probably be a Barry Allen. I was thinking about it. I would probably be a Barry Allen. Right from the jump? Yeah, but if it's someone that I'm expecting to live long term with, just because it's going to be. I was watching Distressors. In their relationship because they weren't saying like he wasn't saying anything like it makes you look real disconnected it makes you look like you're doing something you ain't supposed to be doing mm. when you're doing all that it would take a toll on me i'd just get it out there look i gotta go there's some people that's about to have this building fall on them they would understand so i think it would just be a lot less stressful to just go ahead and get it out uh-huh. in the open. but <sighs> i like that movie so 
The next one will be Reign of the Supermen. Okay. Reign of the Supermen. All right. So, other bit of homework. We did The Punisher. Mm-hmm. We've watched, was it One-Eyed Jacks? Is that the name episode of it? I think it was episode five, One-Eyed Jacks. Mm, yes. Yes. So, I'm going to just skip towards the end and say Frank decided to Frank. And if you've been watching The Punisher, you know what Franken means. The way he was wearing them out in that gym. The way he was wearing that man out with that damn weight. I said, I was watching it and then when they finally showed the face, I'm, I'm in the chair like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> okay, it was so. Bad. Ooh, man. Okay, so back at, back to the episode. So, what kind, what were your thoughts on this one? Because you, you already told me your thoughts on Amy, Becky, Ashley, whatever her name is. She pissed me off so bad. I said the audacity of this white girl to go in this woman's house, put on her clothes, steal her credit card, and buy stuff mm-hmm. with the credit card, and then leave the receipts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a stack of receipts. This a wasn't like a couple of receipts. This is like she saved up all her receipts to submit them over to her flexible spending account before the playing year ended. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, sorry. I. I'm ir- I'm getting irritated with Madani mm-hmm. because she has this 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 air about her that like okay yes I'm trying to do things by the book I'm trying to get him behind bars where he belongs however I'm gonna do weird shit like go to his hospital room every day and sit in there and hope and, and tell everybody that he's faking about his memory um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put surveillance on people that he goes to to like and not to mention she suffers PTSD from getting shot like. I mean, she's really getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm really getting irritated with her. And I'm like, how are you trying to say, talk, talk the way that you be talking to about Frank and how he decided to do things when you're not doing everything by the book either? Uh, at all. That at pissed all. me off. Let's see, what else? The fact that old boy, Turk, I feel bad for Turk, real talk. Because whenever he come across any of them, he always end up in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. He said, when he saw Frank, he said, I am on the straight and narrow. Or is it arrow? What is it? Straight and narrow? I think it's straight and narrow. Yes, straight and narrow. The he honest like, and morally acceptable way of living. He's like, look, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. I'm on the good side of things. I'm chilling. He had a decent apartment, and they came through there, and Frank was just like, nah, we pulling you back in. But it was smart, though, because I, I know that Frank, they trying to paint Frank as if he's not the smart dude, but he had a feeling that was happening, and he wanted to use, he used old boy's bait. To get what he wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Man, Frank. Why the old girl was like, oh, it's a trap. She was like, it's a trap. And he said, yeah, it's a trap for me. Like, he knew it was happening. So it's not, he's not shocked by this. He's going in. It's more of a trap for them. Right. Because right. they don't know what I'm going to go in here and do. And True. who did he do? Who he did. Um, y'all, Frank, when he was handling business in that gym, I said, this is why y'all need to go ahead and bring him on back. Mm-hmm. Only if you're going to let him be as ruthless as he is right now. Oh, God. When you let him just have free reign to do whatever, ooh, this man is dangerous and it makes for great television. Ooh, he good. Oh, I like the way that he was um he was fussing at that girl. He was like, are you crazy? You go in here, wear her clothes, mess up her house, and take her credit card? And, and then, then he saw the like, pizza. We got pizza. He he said, was that Lombardi's? Like, I think it was like Lombardi's or something, man. He walked over there. He said, God Messed up his whole train of thought. He's like, I guess we can let this slide for this pizza. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was was good. Billy Russo is a psychopath. I don't, honestly, 
when she was meeting with Curtis at that meeting, I thought Billy was going to be listening outside the door, mm-hmm. listening to him talk bad about him. I really did. I, I don't. I don't think Curtis is going to make it. I still don't think Curtis is going to make it. How much longer do you think it's going to be before Billy gets potentially gets the rest of his memories, because or finds out the truth about everything? I think it's going to come back. I don't know. Like it's weird. It was just like even old boy said that. Curtis was just like that. This stuff is because he's doing, he got greedy is the reason why he's doing all this stuff. And my thing is, it's like, if it weren't for the greed, do you think he would have done the things that he did to Frank? You got to be a certain type of psychopath to be doing the stuff that this man did. I don't know if he would have necessarily done it to Frank, but he would have done it to someone. Yeah, but he I mean, was- he is. I, I just kind of feel like Frank was a line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even was, right now, in his state, it seems like it's still a line. He still remembers him as being someone that he was cool with. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering. That's why I'm like, I'm wondering when he does get his memory back, and he knows that he kind of sort of played a hand in his family being killed. If that's gonna tear him up, mm-hmm. like I think, like right right now, what we're seeing is we're seeing Billy. I think prior to the military, being a wackadoo yeah. and being crazy, and I think that I don't know. Like I said, it could go two ways. He can either get his memory back and be pissed and want revenge on Frank, or he can get his memories back and still want revenge on Frank, but understand why Frank did the things that he did. You know? Mm. I don't know. But he's crazy. And also, what's up with his psychiatrist? I told you something's off with her. Oh, she's she's definitely a little off. She's about to jump I out wouldn't the window. even be shocked if this isn't the first one that she's crossed the line with. Because, I mean, he's staying with you. So, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I, I'm not sure when he gets his memory back, but we are almost halfway through. I thought we 13 episodes, we're about to go through episodes. Oh, wait. Okay, so what's going to be homework? Because we have the Mandalorian coming back in. Is that coming up next week? This is, yeah, this coming week. I mean, Thursday? Damn. I mean. Or Wednesday. Maybe. Wednesday. So are we going to be able to do. Well, we did. The Punisher. When we were watching Titans, we did Titans. Then we do Titans and the Punisher. Or were we just mm-hmm. doing the Titans? I think we did Titans and Punisher at the same time. But were we watching DC animated movies at the same time? No, they we took them out of rotation for the TV shows. But didn't we have no? I don't know. So what do we want to do? I don't want to table Frank because mm-hmm. it's getting good. Let's do. Are we gonna uh, table the animated movies? They always get taken out of rotation. Well, we can do like we did with Andor and just wait. Oh, we could. We could wait. Well, hold on. Okay, so that means we'd be waiting, what, six weeks? Five or six weeks? Six or seven weeks, maybe? I'm not sure. I can try not to to watch The Mandalorian. I don't want to not. I'm excited about it. Me too. Okay, I'm okay with tabling the animated movies, if that means we're going to be watching. But, but, But The Mandalorian isn't a long, like, they're not long episodes. They're not. You think we can do three? You think we can do Punisher and the show? I could. Could you do three? I will say this, is that basketball season is over. Mm-hmm. So my Tuesdays are free. And well, because the games alternated. So my Mondays and Tuesdays are free now. So I do mm-hmm. have a little bit more time to add it in the afternoon or the evenings. Okay, so this is what we'll say. Tentatively, tentatively our homework will be episode one of Mandalorian season three. Episode six of The Punisher, Nakazat. I'm okay. guessing this is a different language. but And then um, The Reign of the Superman. And if at any point during the week, it seems like something's going to fall off, animated movie will fall off and we will keep Mandalorian because I feel like it is going to be very, very hard to avoid spoilers for 
the Mandalorian, Mandalorian on TikTok. Andor was like a new series, so I don't think it was really hitting that too much. But we got to remember, Grogu is a phenomenon by itself. So I think that it'll be harder for us to postpone that. So if we can't do something, it will be the animated movies. Okay. Cool. Well, anything else before we close out? I will say I am still disappointed in Dove Cat for not watching episode three of The Last of Us. But I'm telling you that, right now, I'm telling you right now, I know you want me to watch episode three, but that's not how my brain processes this show. I'm going to watch episode three. I know that I'm going to enjoy it. And I know that I'm going to watch, <laughs> want to watch the rest of it. And then I'm going to be traumatized because yeah, be. of the zombies. And then I done read through the grapevine about the little deaf little boy going. It was so sad. And I just saw a clip of him. He's actually deaf in real life. And he, he was actually, he was able to meet his favorite, uh, I think it was like a hockey player, his favorite uh, professional hockey player. He saw him in real life and you should have seen the look of shock that he had on his face. It was, it was really cool. So, but yeah, that episode, not only does you already said he doesn't make it, but what leads up to that, you would be terrified. So no, I can't. Because it's, it's not zombies the whole time. Like, it's like they're there and then literally they, there's a hint in episode four that people need to be careful and these people were not careful and something happened and when i said when i tell you them zombies came up out that ground they came up out that ground and they were running i mean it was i'm laying i'm laying there watching like <gasps> Like, because you forget that, you know, they react to sound. There was a whole lot of sound being made out there. And then there was a little girl. She's eight or nine. She's like a contortionist. She's actually in, she's a zombie. Oh. And and they show her, she crawls inside of the van that the girl was in. When I tell you, sis was wrapping her body over these seats. Like, she came in, she was looking, and the old girl's trying to get up out of that car. She started climbing over the seats, bent all up, rolling around, everything. I was like, and they said that she was like so cool on set. Like little girl was just like, oh, this is gonna be like it was no big deal for her. She is said the hardest true? part was she had to take off the thing. They're taking off the thing. Is it true that they are aware of what they're doing? They just can't stop it because of. So there's there's like an oh, um, it's like almost implied that this fungus. Because that's essentially kind of what it is. This fungus is taking over the body. Mm -hmm. But at some point in time, the mind is still kind of intact. It just can't control itself. Mm -hmm. Which is, it was a clip they were talking about the little boy. The little boy, he wrote a message to old girls like, hey, when people turn, are they still themselves? And when he turns like that morning, he's just sitting on the bed. Like, it looks like he's just looking out the window. And then it was like the moment he saw her, he just reacted. But up until that moment, he was just looking outside. Does he it have was just, the stuff on his face? Mm-mm. Because they're stages. Oh. They're runners who are people who are just infected and they just react. They just chase you. And then there's like clickers. Clickers, they have the stuff forming on their head and they, they, they can't. I mean, obviously none of them can talk, but they you hear them clicking. Like, you hear the noises that they're just making. It's just a clicking noise. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one more and then there's a boomer i think is what it is and that was like it's a big one like the person who was in the suit for this episode is like 610 he was like he played characters on um game of thrones and stuff like that just big Whew. it was it's like this next episode is gonna be really sad though i don't know storm read is a little black girl and um the dlc for that was really sad 
it was really, really sad. So, because, well, it's not, well, you're not going to watch it. I'm not. Others might. Y'all, this is spoiler alert for The Last of Us. If yeah, y'all, y'all it's, it's the video game. So the video game, because the they may or may not change some things. I know that she's not going to make it, though, because you don't see her. And Ellie kind of implies that there was someone that she was close to. But they kind of bonded. They're basically girlfriends, which is also why it's shocking that so many people have so much to say about episode three when the game has never shied around from the fact that there were people who were gay or identified as something that wasn't homosexual, I mean, heterosexual mm-hmm. in the video but um they're basically they're all they have like they see it's it was just really sad and i think it's also the moment you see ellie get bit because in the games and i think i've told you or maybe you read about it she's she's immune to turn into one of those and no one knows why she was bitten and she just never turned but when she was bitten i think it's also the same time that the black girl was bitten So they were bitten, and I think it was almost this expectation that they were going to turn together. It's like, well, it's like they didn't intentionally get bit, but they got bit, and it was just like, okay, well, they had each other. It was like to to deal with what was about to happen together, mm-hmm. but then one of them didn't turn. <laughs> so it's kind of like, and I think she's implied that she's had to kill before mm-hmm. show, so they may have to show her potentially her friend being the first person she ever had to kill oh it was it's a really sad thing and so many people are already mentally preparing for it because it was a very sad dlc for the game and it was really short you can probably finish the dlc in maybe two hours but how it was written it was beautifully written it was so good and i think i'm going to go back and play the game again (laughs) it was it's, it's such a good game it's such a such a good game but so anyway, I'll never be able to get Dove Cat to watch episode three. Apparently, no, because I'm, it's gonna it's gonna make me want to watch the rest of the series, and I do not like to be scared. I just Why don't like it. Husband, he can hold you. He ain't gonna watch it with. The he only way I watch it, he watch it with me, and he's not. He's not. He don't do the zombie. Watch he don't do scary films. We can do a, a Zoom call or something. I will watch this with you if it means you got somebody who's walking you through it. I'd be like, it's coming. I warn you. Like, come. <laughs> oh goodness it is so good it is so good but anyway so homework next week we're going to attempt to watch everything which includes a dc animated movie reign of superman episode six of punisher season two and season three episode one of mandalorian whose title i do not know right now with that said y'all we will talk to you guys next week bye guys bye guys <laughs>